Ever wish you had more time in your day? You can't add more minutes, but you can make more efficient use of your time that you do have. A good place to start is by establishing or reviewing the three P's, policies, processes, and procedures. Welcome to season six of the Creative Genius Podcast. We're starting off this season as we usually do, where myself, Erin Weir, and my co-host and co-founder, Gail Doby, talk about what's going on in our business right now. This week, we're talking about efficiency and productivity and how to put processes into place to achieve the kind of efficiency that you want. Welcome to the show, everybody, and we are glad to have you here today. Erin Weir and I are going to talk about systems and processes and procedures and policies and all sorts of really dull things, but not really dull things. They're... (laughs) I feel like it needs like a little sound effect or like, yeah. or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I know it's not the sexiest topic to talk about, but you and I have been working on this for a long time. And of course, after we went through COVID, we found that there were other processes and procedures we needed to document in case somebody was sick or somebody was out on vacation. And it brought so many things to the forefront, but the reality is that when we work with our clients, we find over time that we really need to encourage them to start developing more and more systems and processes and procedures. So best practices for your company, because you want to be running your company like an efficient machine. And I know that sounds, again, not sexy, but What is sexy about it is the more you have systems and processes, the easier your business will run and the more money you can make because you can have systems for literally everything within the business. So, yeah, I think that for me as a creative, like that just sounds pretty, just straight up boring, to be honest. (laughs) I don't want to think about it. I don't want to have to, you know, figure out how I do something because I just do it fast and easy. And why can't other people do it so fast and easy like me? Well, it's because they don't know what it is that I'm doing because I haven't documented it. And there's not a process or a checklist or um, a procedure to follow. So um, let's break this down just a little bit. And let's just start at the beginning of the day. Because the beginning of everybody's day in the morning, that's time that you can use really efficiently or you can use it really inefficiently. And I know, Gail, you're a huge um, supporter of the idea of the miracle morning mm-hmm. and and really owning your morning because a lot for a lot of adults, especially uh, people that run businesses or have kids, the morning is kind of sacred time that you can really get some of your goals done or you know take care of yourself in a better way. Well, and the author of that book, The Miracle Morning, is Hal Elrod, E-L-R-O-D. So look him up on the on Amazon. He has a few books out. But what I started telling some of our clients as they started working with us a few years ago is if you can start working on that morning routine, your day is better. And I think we all feel that if we have a routine that takes care of us emotionally and mentally. And maybe even spiritually, it depends on how you're wired. But I know for me, I set my five to nine every morning. That's on the calendar. It's uh, something that our whole team sees. So typically, we don't try to schedule any meetings before nine o'clock for me so that I have time to exercise and read and journal. And I can tell you, if I don't do those things, I am not 
at my best and I can get, get very cranky because mm-hmm. I haven't had that time to fill my tank before the day starts. So a lot of times we end up just uh, being putting out so much material, but we have to fill ourselves back up so that we're able to keep doing that. So it builds a really healthy cycle of, um, I don't know how you put that, but just feeding your soul. Yeah, and I, I think that it, even to break it down a bit further, you know how long you want to exercise to be able to achieve the goals that you're, or either the feeling that you want to have or the goals that you have around your exercise and your health. You have, you know about how long it takes if you're going to meditate. Like, are you going to meditate for five minutes? Are you going to meditate for 25 minutes? You might have a special meditation that you like to use consistently. Um, you know how long it's going to take you to brush your teeth and brush your hair and put on some clothes. Um, I know, you know, I work with my kids on trying to lay their clothes out the night before so that it's a just one less decision that they have to make so that it's it's easier to start their morning. So, you know, these are simple, simple things that every single one of us does every morning, like brushing the teeth, but we know about how long it takes. And so even when it comes to your business, you know how long something takes and you know the steps that you have to do, get out the toothbrush, put the toothpaste on the toothbrush, brush the teeth, rinse the mouth, maybe drink some water. Then you know, um, then you know the steps that need to be taken and somebody else could actually be doing that for you in your business, right? Not brushing your teeth, but you know what I'm talking about. Well, hopefully not. <laughs> Please don't ask me to brush your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. And so I think the other part of that is, is we, the reason why it's so important to have processes or things like this, which are rituals that we set up for ourselves is that it gives us that ability to do things on automatic. It's like getting in your car and putting the key in the ignition and you start driving. You're not thinking about all the steps because you've done it so often. But when you first started driving, you had to think about all of those steps. Mm -hmm. So the reality is, is if you can take away that thinking process and automate it, that's what you're shooting for. And there is something called decision fatigue where your brain literally cannot make more than a certain number of decisions per day. And if any of you have ever experienced that, that are listening, the reality is that if you start feeling like I I cannot make one more decision today, my brain is tired. It is a thing. It is a real thing. That's why the president of the United States doesn't decide what tie he's wearing because he has more important decisions to make. So think about if you have things automated and systematized and ritualized, your life is actually easier and it's more predictable for the people around you so that you have, uh, I think more calm, uh, there's definitely more calm. And I, I think- I would agree with that. I would yeah. agree with that. And even going back to like the health aspect of it, we know that when we have planned dinner, um, and we know what we're going to eat. We know what the plan is for the day. If I'm going to have a protein shake for, you know, breakfast and I'm going to have salad for lunch and this is what I'm going to have for dinner, then you have a good idea about what you're fueling your body with. Like, is it going to be enough fuel for me? Is this meeting the health goals that I have? But on the days that we're just like kind of flying willy nilly, there's definitely days that it's easy to not eat and maybe just run on coffee all day. 
or, you know, get to the point in the day that you're starving and you make a really bad decision, you know, you make a decision, not a really bad decision, but a decision around what you're eating because just out of pure hunger and not necessarily um, something that is going to be helpful towards the goals that you have for your health. And so it's just like the health of your business, right? Like you have the goals that you have set aside for your business that you're working towards. And so if you can have things that you know that you have planned out and have a process and procedure to, then they're going to be easier to attain the goals. Just like in health, it's going to be easier to get on the bike and work out if you have that as far as your morning routine. And if you already know what you're eating for the day, it's easier to not get off track. Yeah, because the results that you're wanting, if you don't like the results that you have in your checkbook or on your body, then you are doing something in a ritual of some sort that is not helping you. So you have to look at that occasionally and investigate what your real motivations are and why you're not making that change. And I struggle with that. Like all of us have areas that we struggle with and mine has always been my weight. And um, it's one of those things, the older you get, the harder it is to take the weight off and keep it off. And a lot of it is due to bad habits. So you have to look at what are your habits and habits are part of, if you have good ones and you're going to, you'll have good results. And if you don't have good results, then you need to investigate what is my motivation for keeping the bad habit. Mm -hmm. So this takes some, some thought and some consideration, but so let's bring it back to business because again, we've talked about policies, processes, and procedures, and we should probably define those somewhat so we can at least explain what the difference is. So I'll start with policy and then why don't you take the process? Okay. All right. So policy is more like a high level decision that you as an owner have made that is going to help uh, your business run according to whatever you feel is important. So for example, a policy could be the way somebody answers the telephone. A policy could be about how uh, many days of vacation people are going to take per year. It, it, could, be, it could be even what the policy is around returning an email communication yes. in the inbox. Right. So you have to decide what are some of the high level policies that support the kind of brand experience or client experience that you want to have. And you have to remember that your employees are also clients. So what is their employee experience like? So what are the policies that are going to support the kind of business that you want to create? And then look at the behaviors that are happening within the company and it could be that you don't have anything stated. Therefore, everyone does it their own way, which is a common problem, right? Yeah. Well, and then if we go into processes, it's really a series of actions um, or steps that you take in order to achieve an, an end result. And so it could be, again, like we want to go from morning breath to clean teeth, right? So these are the steps. This is the process that we take to make that happen and involved is brushing the teeth and the toothbrush and the toothpaste and all of that. Um, a process could be um, how to block your time so that you make sure that you're having enough focused time during the week to achieve your projects. Oh gosh, there are so many processes that you can have. 
And one of the ones that we suggest that every business start with is the client experience and really think about that whole process of them even becoming aware of you and then getting to the point of reaching out to you. And then what happens from the time that they reach out to you? And then what do you do? What is the process internally? Does somebody have a conversation internally? Is it the business manager? Or is it you as the owner? And then the second step might be that you, the owner, will take the next call. And just think about the process and think about how to structure it so that somebody else can eventually learn how to do it as well. Because if you don't have a process, then everybody's going to do it their own way. Mm -hmm. And then you start losing that brand consistency, which is something that we all want to be doing is thinking about our brand experience for our clients and our internal clients. So if we do that, then we're going to have a little bit easier time of things. So why don't you talk about what a procedure is? So it's really kind of the like the official way of doing something like the tried and true. Like this is the the what we call in our company, like the Gildobi way of finishing strong, the Gildobi way of onboarding a client. Um, so it's kind of the tried and true way. And it's a series of actions that are very in a, a very specific order to achieve that end result. So you need all three levels of this, the policy, the process, and the procedures. And I think where a lot of people get hung up is they think a process is essentially a procedure. So it's detailed. So you don't you don't want to get too detailed, but you want to talk about what are the different stages of what needs to be done to get to the end result without the minutia put into that process. Yeah. And one of the activities that really helped me because I always, my brain likes to kind of get into the minutia of all the details and the how and the why and how we're going to do something and what the experience is going to be. And one of the things that we worked on um, when we were first in, uh, working in EOS was what are the processes, the business processes that we needed to document. So immediately, like my brain was like, oh my God, there's so many that we need to document. And they just dumbed it down to like, well, what's the marketing process? How do you bring in leads? What's the sales process? How do you close people? What are you selling? You know, what is your um, HR process? So that involves what's your onboarding and um, bringing someone on? What is your exit and how you bring people out? And it really simplified like, overall the big chunks were the processes of like these are the processes overall in our business in our business and we have like maybe six to eight and then if you really want to go into all of the procedures inside of marketing there's a procedure for how to post a social media post there's a procedure for how to create a brochure. there's a procedure about how to run a digital ad there's a procedure about how Gail goes about, creating a webinar um, or a speaking topic that she's going to present at market. So that was really helpful because I just kept kind of thinking to myself, like, well, processes and procedures are kind of the same thing. But when we actually did that activity where it's like, no, it's just, just kind of like doing the 30,000 foot level of like, okay, what is the main major processes in our business? And then we can dial into all the different daily procedures that need to happen to achieve those goals. Right. And for companies that are trying to grow and scale, when you start bringing on employees, you want to have a consistent way that everything is done internally 
so that the clients get this really great experience. And you'll get feedback, promise you will, when things aren't going the right way. And usually where I see the biggest problems with people's processes is communication. Mm -hmm. And this is where they run into the most problems internally with their team and also externally with uh, external team and also clients. So that's an area that all of us need to continually work on because we are um, people that need a lot of commun communication. And it has changed, of course, with people having a process of maybe they're going to text a client or email, but they hesitate to pick up the phone. And in some of the processes, for example, in dealing with an unhappy client, what is your process for dealing with that? Are you picking up the phone? Are you texting? Are you emailing? And a lot of the younger uh, people on the team are most likely to do the digital version instead of the contact version. But in reality, to solve problems is often easier to pick up the phone and get the sense of that person's uh, headspace before you hit them with whatever it is that you're responding to. So anyway, it's something to think about because processes and procedures sound so unfun, but they actually make your life easier. And it is more fun running a business where you know that somebody else on the team can do something really well because you've trained them correctly and they know what process to follow. So let's go back to something that you mentioned at the very beginning of the call, which was um, most of our listeners are business owners and they can ask for a higher billable rate because they're so good at what they do. They're so efficient. They're so good at what they do. So let's talk a little bit about processes and procedures and the mindset around like, I can just do it faster and easier. And so I'm just going to keep <laughs> Oh yeah. Because <laughs> that's what pickle that I would love to say that that just doesn't happen here over in our business land. And it does, it just, it does. And it, even, even some of the people that you would think it never happens at all. Like you wouldn't think I would ever do that, but I certainly do that sometimes. And I call myself out on it. Cause I'm like, it's not a good use of my time. I have a team members that probably could do this even better than me. And faster. And faster and all, all, all of the attributes that go with that. creatively. Well, and it's not to say that you're not capable of doing that. You certainly are, but we all have our strengths. And if we can play to our strengths, and have everybody else do the things that aren't our genius area. I think the business runs better and we're happier. So the big question to ask yourself is who can do this instead of how can I get this done? And yeah, but when you really get into like, let's get it done mode and there's so much on the plate and you're just checking through, you know, like, let's get it done, let's get it done, let's get it done. That seems to be when processes and procedures kind of like disintegrate, oh, right. Mm -hmm. right? And all of a sudden we start reinventing the wheel because it's faster for me to do it this way, or I'm going to, I'm going to, um, you know, post this over here and make this easier for, you know, for the user over here. And it's completely bypassing the process. And that creates a complete domino effect behind the scenes. So this comes back to being disciplined as the owner or as leaders of the business that you have to develop a level of discipline about following the procedures. And I'm guilty. Oh, my goodness. I can't tell you how many times I haven't followed procedures and I get reminded of that. 
and I try really hard and then I'll fall off the wagon and I have to be reminded. So it, it goes all the way up to the top, but we as owners must make the effort to do that and follow the processes and procedures that were that are set by the company. Because if you don't, then your message to your team is those don't really matter. They're really not things that we follow. So that's the that's the downside because we have to be authentic and consistent with the message that we're giving out to our team that we're really working in this together. And for example, we went through this process in the last um, couple of weeks where we've had a trainer on Asana, which is a project management. That has been amazing, by the way. It is great. Shout out to Sean for finding the person because it, it is the simplest things that we're reviewing right now, but many people on our leadership team did not know them. Or I'm learning like a better way to use Asana. I've been using Asana since before Jax was born and he's nine years old, you know? And it's like, now I'm just figuring out how to use my task list better. Like I'm a little embarrassed to admit that. Oh, you shouldn't be embarrassed. And that's the thing. We are not born to know all these things. We have to get training. And that's why I love to hire experts. If you're going to try to learn to do something well, why not hire the best expert you can find that can teach you how to do things more quickly because then it's a lot easier and you see how someone who's really great at it does it. So you're going to learn, you're going to shortcut your process and save a lot of headaches just by going through that. So the Asana to me was really huge because um, we found that internal training wasn't working. So the external training gives a different perspective. It's like, if you're a parent, your kids don't listen to you after a while. So sometimes you need to have somebody on the outside who's an expert who can come in and talk to you in a different way. Mm -hmm. And you're likely to listen to it because you're paying for it. So that's kind of an interesting thing about the, the brain is that we value, if we don't pay for it, we don't value it, right? So I think I certainly value the expertise of this person because she's really, really good at explaining it in a way that doesn't feel condescending, but she's teaching us like babies. And <laughs> I was kind of- For real, but it is so great. We're like, when's our next session with you? This is so good. It is, it's so good. And the best part is if you have a good software like this, the opportunities to make it work for you are really up to you. And it's also to the commitment and the dedication of the team. So if you're an owner working by yourself and you want to start hiring people, then start thinking about what are those processes I can document and give that to somebody else to do. And um, as you start doing this, your plate gets a little bit less full and you can focus more on the things that are critical for your business. So that's one of the big advantages of having processes. Yeah, so one of the things that we were talking about this morning, Gil and I have met already the, today, got in an hour and a half a long little session, which was good. Um, one of the things that we were talking about today is people get into kind of these ruts where it's just just what's staring them right in the face in that hour, in that moment, in that day, which feels a little fire, like what we call like a fire drill. And, you know, you're going to have fire drills. Things are going to happen. There's a 
tire that's flat, you know, you're, you're late to a meeting, or maybe you have a client that's really upset that you need to contend with. Like this is life and this happens. But we were talking about this morning how sometimes when the task list gets to, so long or this mindset of I can do it better and faster. So I'm just going to keep doing it. And I'm not going to document this or create a checklist or a process for some to hand off to somebody else that could probably do it better than me. It ends up being a really almost like venom, like this like dopamine hit, right? That like we're it's a domino effect behind the scenes, but on a daily basis, it's like we're we're craving this, like almost like this drama throughout the day of these fire draws. And we're we're the ones that are creating that, right? Um, I, I'm saying we as people, not just always Gail and I that are just creating the fire draws. <laughs> In case our team members are listening, it's not just always us. Um, but, you know, I was thinking about it and we were talking about how we need to be able to pull ourselves out of that to look more at that 30,000 foot level. Because when you when you can play at the 30,000 foot level, you can see things. And if they're working a, a bigger picture, you can see if they're working and if they're not. And you're not in that granular like checklist of to do's. And so Gil, what are some of the ways you're so good at this and I'm, I'm trying to learn from you. Um, what are some of the ways that you are able to immediately go 30,000 foot level when you see that happening on the team? Well, I think it's because I think about our 30,000 foot level every single day because I'm looking at what are the long-term goals that we have for the company. And we have two major ones or I have two major ones that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. And so based on that, is the work that we are doing supporting that goal or is it taking us further away from that goal? So that's always in the back of my mind is, is this serving us right now? And is it something we absolutely must do or is it something that is a nice to do? So that's kind of a piece of it. And as I was sharing with uh, with you this morning, I started reading a brand new book yesterday, which is fabulous. And it's talking about strategy. And basically, the book is saying you need to be thinking five moves ahead and thinking about what could happen if things go well and what happens if they don't go well so that you're prepared in all situations and you're not broadsided because that's where the chaos comes in uh-huh. is if you do not have a really good system for making good decisions. And if you're more reactive versus proactive, then what happens is your life becomes, it feels like a fire drill every single day. And what I have found in the last couple of years as I've gotten more and more drilled into this and use more of the time blocking and some of the other methods that we use, I have less fire drills than I've ever had. And I actually can think about things a little bit more objectively Mm -hmm. and less emotionally, which is super important as a business owner. So I think it's a lot of things that contribute to that, but it's it's also discipline in the way that I think about things. So then when you see me doing these things, how is it that you are able to kind of pluck me up and out to see to see the light again? Well, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to tell on you. So a couple of weeks ago, we had... Um, our marketing consultant in and one of our coaches in, and we were all meeting together. 
And we had committed to a weekend in advance. We had committed that this was a time that we needed to rally. Mm -hmm. Yes. So we had a lot of work to do. And what I forced Erin to do before we even met with everybody is to start thinking at a visionary level because I'm trying to elevate her thinking process. And so what I asked her to do is let's pull this back up and let's look at where we're going as a company, not just in the next 90 days, but where are we going in the next year to three years to five years? And I gave her more of a framework to think of, and then you can work backwards, Mm -hmm. but you don't know if you just focus on the 90 days and you ignore where you're going, then what happens is you're only working to the things right in front of you, but you're not considering what could happen if you do or don't do those things. Mm -hmm. So that's why I helped her think about that 30,000 foot view and that five-year view. And then once she had that information, she has that in the back of her brain and she can come back to that at any time and say, is it supporting what our five-year goal is or our three-year goal or our one-year goal? And if it's not, is it the right thing to be doing for the team? And I think, um, I hope that was helpful. It was, it it definitely gave me a better view of what we're building to. I mean, I know what we're building to, but like, it gave me a, I needed that kind of refresher right then to be able to think ahead. So then the next day we went into our meetings and, you know, again, I have a lot of pressing things that were needing attention, which like so many that I don't even think that everybody realized how many things that needed to be addressed. And we, we didn't talk about those things. I did, I did start getting a little fussy about it a little, <laughs> um, but we were talking about just more strategy, like comprehensively, what is our message about this? Comprehensively, what are our goals around this? What are some of the strategies we're going to do to get to be, to make these things happen? What's worked in the past? What doesn't work anymore? What new ideas are we trying? What do we want to test? All sorts of things like that. And then what that lended to is the final day or day and a half, then we were able to talk about the things that were staring me like headlights right in the face on projects that I had committed to that needed significant decision-making or planning around. And it actually streamlined the, I can't believe I'm saying not this out loud. Uh, (laughs) It streamlined the process of working through and made those projects that are so big in my head easier to work through because I had the exact same posse with me the whole weekend that had gone through. Here's the big vision. Here's the strategies of how we're going to get there. And then now let's start pulling out these little strategies and projects of what needs to happen. And it gave us a lot of the answers that we needed that that streamlined the solutions to those other projects. So it was a pretty beautiful, um, incredibly productive weekend. I wish we had another one coming up, to be honest. (laughs) Well, it's it's like a lever. And if you don't think in in a strategic way, if you're in a tactical way, which is the day-to-day things that come up. So for those of you that like the cell phone and you look at that and then that derails your whole day, it means that you're never working on the priorities of the company. So how do you move your company forward in a big way if you're constantly focusing on the little things? You can't. So that's the the reality of it. And probably a good spot for us to just wrap up with a couple of suggestions about 
things that you might think about as you're considering processes and procedures and documenting those in the business. So I'm going to throw the first one to you. Yeah, so I think the first takeaway that I would give you is if you're in the weeds and you're overwhelmed, don't continue to be in the weeds and be overwhelmed. Like once you've identified like, okay, this is happening, like maybe take a break, take a walk, come back and really try to think about like, what's the bigger picture here? Like what's the goal of why we're doing this? Does this need to happen now? And who can I what is it that people on my team need to know to be able to take this off of my plate? And who can I now delegate that out to? And then put a time on the calendar to make that process happen and make that delegation time happen. And that's one thing that is, it's not just like a side handoff, like, hey, like a honey-do list. It's like, hey, I'm handing this off to you and it's now your baby. And it's, it, this is why it's important. And this is the process to do it. And you might even figure out even a better way to do this, but here's what I've got for you. And you kind of size it up for them. I think that that's, that's the number one thing to do when you're kind of feeling the pressure of being in the weeds like that. And the second thing I would add to that is maybe do it as an offsite, give yourself some time away. Some people like Bill Gates will go off for a week and he will just take books with him and he turns off all technology and he reads and he thinks. So the same thing, if you have issues that are coming up on a regular basis in your business, take some clarity time and think about what's not working right and what you need to fix. Because often you can identify a couple of things that you can do that will probably impact several things within your business just by taking that time to think. Super critical. So I remember we had a client who <laughs> said to us, Gail, you kept telling me I needed thinking time and I didn't know what to do with this thinking time. And now I think I know what I need to be thinking about. But like the, the important thing is just scheduling that in. I know it's hard to get away, but even if you could schedule a couple of hours at a coffee shop, not on your computer or an iPad or a phone with just a journal or a legal pad that you can just write and you can just really think and plan and, and think through some of these things, it's helpful. All right. Well, hopefully there are a couple of golden nuggets out of that. So we'll stay tuned and let us know if you have any questions. We hope you enjoyed the debut of season six of the Creative Genius podcast. If you're interested in hearing more, we have a backlog of about 50 episodes you can listen to on your favorite podcast platform. Join us next week for an exciting discussion with Ken Roberts of Interior Talent.